0: Welcome to the Word of Life Ministry Sunday morning worship service via conference call. I am your host, Elder Lorraine Hopkins. Our church is located at 1600 Conley Road in Conley, Georgia, 30288. We invite you to take advantage of our food pantry services on Thursdays between the hours of 10 a.m. and noon, and on Saturdays between the hours of noon and 2 p.m. We hope you enjoy today's service and find something in it that will resonate within your heart and drive your love, passion and commitment towards our Heavenly Father. We also hope that you hear something that will help to enhance your relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So please sit back, relax, take some really good notes and enjoy the word. Thank you so much for being here today. Uh, we have a lot to Accomplished uh, today, so we're going to get to the word of the Lord. Uh, there is a word from the Lord on today, and I uh, thank God for everything that we've witnessed on all three components of our worship experience, the in-service, the conference call, and the Facebook Live. Yeah. So if you would, please, if you would go with me uh, to the book of Proverbs. Amen. Amen. The book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs. Today, being our last Sunday in March, March the 27th, 2022, the Lord saw fit to give us yet another word. And He did so from the book of Proverbs. And once you have the book of Proverbs, just go to the very uh, first chapter Proverbs chapter 1. Amen. We're pressed. Still works. Yeah. Praise the name yeah. of the Lord. We just prayed for our deacon-elect, Cain uh, Ferguson, and there he is. Isn't it good when the Lord answers prayers that quick? Amen. 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 What a blessing it is. Uh, the book of Proverbs, chapter 1. We've been praying for our elder, Elder Shabney Bakar Chris, she came on on the conference line this morning and did a wonderful prayer Thank God we're getting everybody healed, delivered, and set free. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Once you have Proverbs chapter 1, if you would please uh, stroll down with me to verse 7. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. And once you have it, if you would please, if you would stand for the reading of God's most holy word, I'll know that you have it. If you would, please, if you're on the conference line, if you would, just in reverence of God's most holy word, please stand if you're on the conference line. If you're serving with us on Facebook Live, if you would, please, just to uh, reverence the word of the true and living God, please stand, and I'll know that you have it. And if you don't have it, if you would just please stand for the reading of God's most holy word, we'll read it into your hearing. Praise the name of the Lord. Proverbs 1 and 7, you should find these words. The Bible says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hallelujah. So far the reading of God's most holy word. While you standing, let us pray. Father, we thank you today. We give you glory. We give you honor. Father, we give you praise. We reverence your holy name, for you are the most powerful, Father. Father, we give you uh, just all the honor today. We just ask that you continue to watch over us and watch over our families, watch over our loved ones, watch over our generational, uh, from generation to generation to generation. Father, let your power fall. Let your spirit fall. Let your healing deliverance and uh, let everything that you have for us fall on us, Father. Open the windows of heaven. Pour us out a blessing that we won't have room enough to receive. And we'll forever be your children. And we'll pray that you'll forever be our God. For it is in an the matchless and the most powerful name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Now can the church say amen, 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 amen. and amen. amen. Church, you may be seated in the presence of the true and the living God. I want to first of all thank each and every one of you for your participation in our State of the Church meeting on yesterday. It was a, a great Informational and a, a great time of fellowship here at Word of Life Ministry. And while we were in that uh, particular setting, uh, the Lord really was speaking to me concerning our responsibilities and and uh, our status here on earth and how how we are to serve Him and to serve His people. He put a commandment uh, in my heart and in my spirit, and for that cause I want to minister today from the subject, Wisdom is Calling. Wisdom is Calling. I want uh, the church and our conference call worshipers and our Facebook uh, live worshipers to know that wisdom is calling. And God is calling on his people to serve his people. Uh, We're living in a day and in a time now where Uh, The the loss must be found. And uh, the only way they're going to be found is if we distribute wisdom into the atmosphere. It's time out for judging what people have done and criticizing what people are doing. We have to have a hands-on ministry where we will be an example to follow. We have to let our little light shine in the midst of all of this darkness that we are experiencing. We're seeing it coming down into generations now where it's, it's like the things that grown folk used to do, elementary kids are doing now. Yes. But they don't have a full development of their brain function and their brain waves, and, and, and so we can't hold them 100% responsible because somebody has to teach them yes. about wisdom. I heard Dr. Jackie say today, uh, how uh, can they call upon him which they have not heard? And how can they hear without a preacher? And how can he preach unless he's been sent? And today I want to uh, tell each and every one of you that the experiences of life that you have conquered, that God has brought you out of, that God has done so many great miracles in your life, those are the preaching precepts of wisdom. Those are the things that we must share with this next generation and this next generation so that they can even have a fighting chance to survive what's going on now. It's almost scary to watch television because they break in with breaking news. Somebody needs wisdom. Breaking news, they did it again. And we're we are almost afraid to go out at night. We're looking up in the sky to see when the sun to set and whether or not we have enough time to get to where we're going to go and get back before it gets dark. So no, I'll just do it tomorrow. Uh-huh. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one that sits in the car, sits in the truck when you pull up to the you know the neighborhood Q T. You got to look around. You got to survey the area. You got to search the area. You got to make sure that it's all right to get out because people are walking and lurking everywhere. They're in the darkness, but they're looking for a sign. And the scripture said there'll be no more signs, but the sign of Jonah, the prophet. And that means us. We are the ones that have been down in the belly of the whale and said, Lord, save me. And the Lord came to our rescue. The Lord brought us out of fire. brought us out of rain. Brought us out of floods. Brought us out of hospitals. He brought us out of that house, that house, that house, and that house and brought us into the Lord's house, and now we, we have the, the, the audacity sometimes to judge those that are still going to those other houses. Instead of just letting our light shine and just tell somebody, look, I'm going to tell you what's in there. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you what's down that dark alley. How can I tell you? Because I've been there, and I've done that, and God brought me out. We can't think more highly of ourselves than what we are. We've got to know that wisdom is calling now, and wisdom is calling on us to spread the word that God still saves, God still heals, God still delivers, God still can set you free, God still can make you whole, God can bring you out of whatever you're going through, because I know that I know that I shown sure enough know is he's not a respectable person, he's an immutable person. God, and if he'll do it for me, he'll do it for you. Look at these scars that I have. These scars come from from being just like you were. When, when it came time for Thomas to get an understanding, the Lord didn't preach no, no whole bunch of sermons to him. The Lord just pulled up his shirt and said, Look at my scars. Put your hand hither. Put your hand thither. I just want you to see my scars. Sometimes... We got to show somebody our stuff to let somebody know that I've I've been in the battle of the of the world system and I survived. Why? Because God had work for me. God had an, another assignment for me. God had more for me to do, and we've got to do more than just wondering what's going to come on the TV next. We've got to start looking and talking and testifying to people before they get into a jam. We know what a jam looks like. We know when people are walking down the wrong road. We know what it looks like. We know what it acts like, feel like, tastes like. All we have to do is tell them right then and there, look, hold on for a minute. You're going down the wrong road. You need to straighten up and fly right. There's nothing wrong with telling the truth, because the truth is what's going to set them free. Wisdom is calling, and it's calling on us to take full responsibility for the glory of God that has shined on our life. We are a blessed generation. We are a blessed people. We are a blessed as, as, are uh, 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 so blessed that we have enough blessings to share with somebody else. It's not all about money. It's not all about houses and cars. It's about wisdom. Wisdom is calling. Let somebody hear the truth and let somebody know that I am a survivor. I, I, you know, they, they have uh, uh, breast cancer survivor. They have uh, this kind of cancer survivor. They have this, but, but have you ever thought about a world survival? Uh, I mean, I, I come from a project survival. I know what is lack survival. I know what it is. Paul says it like this. I've learned to obey and I've learned to abound, but whatever state I find myself in, I have been satisfied. And we have to, we have to be able to tell somebody, don't worry about it. You, you, you know, weeping may endure for a night. But George coming and it's coming in the morning. All you got to do is hold on, don't give in. Hold on, don't fall. Hold on, don't faint. Hold on, don't quit. Hold on, God is coming and He's coming for you. I still see blind botamel down in Lodabar. That changed my life when I heard about a blind man down in Lodabar, Uh uh it's 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 just it's just something, it's something about uh, uh, being in Lodabar. Anybody ever been in Lodabar? Yeah, I but but uh, 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 I, I I hear you, Lord. I hear you, Lord. Mephibosheth. 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 That's something that we all have been in Lodabar in our life. We all have been in a point of no return. But can you just imagine God sending somebody down in Lodabar to get you out? God sending somebody down in Lodabar to save you. And now, this is David the king going down into Lodabar to save Mephibosheth. Uh huh. But could you just see the king with all the king horses and all the king men and all the beautiful horses are, are arrayed in splendor? Everybody got their sword, their shield, their buckles, and they're coming for one reason and coming to save you, He's coming to get you out of your mess. Get you out of your situations because now we got so many people that are in a loaded bar moment and they are waiting on us to come save Uh huh. Every once in a while, it's all right to uh, give somebody a quarter, give somebody a dollar. But on the way in, you know, it's like, uh, 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 let me tell you about my Jesus. Let me tell you about my Lord. Let me tell you about my loaded bar experience. Let me tell you that God still, God can. God is willing, but most of all God is able. He can do it. He can do anything but fail. When I just look over my life and I say I have enough in my life. I don't have to worry about anybody else's issues, anybody else's problems and what God have done for them. God has done so much for me I could write a book. Matter of fact, I might write no more. That God did it for me. It's me. I probably don't want to read the book, but that's okay. But I've got I've got a lot I've got a lot of shouting. I've got a lot of of memories of how good God has been in my life. And 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 I think the scripture said if I had ten thousand tongues, I couldn't thank him all but all the things that he'd done for me. And I think we all have that same testimony. And the reason why we're here today is because wisdom is calling. Wisdom is calling. And he's calling for you. It's time for you to stand up and take responsibility for the blessings of the Lord that has been distributed in your life. Come on. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. But but I I just want to tell you that Solomon is speaking to us today, and Solomon is is categorized as one of the wisest men on earth. And he knew a little something. He knew a little something about wisdom. And he tells us today that wisdom is calling. I want to... First of all, I'll talk to you about uh, the importance mm-hmm. of wisdom. Uh, this, this Proverbs chapter 1 is broken down into three sections, and it's so beautiful to understand. Uh, for, first of all, verses 1 through 6 teaches us about the importance of wisdom. Yeah. It's important uh, for everyone to have wisdom uh, because it, it, gives, it gives the youth direction Uh, give them direction and decision and determination to keep going on. And we see a lot of lost, lost, lost youth that don't have direction, can't make sound decisions, and they're not determined to get any better. But when we start distributing the wisdom that we've already had, we can start putting them on the right path, telling them what's right, telling them which way to go. Showing them like like the arrows of a mighty man. Showing them which direction to go and help them to hit the mark. If we could just take one child under our wing and just take responsibility for the action. Call me today. Call me tomorrow. Call me the next day. I want to know what you're doing, how you're operating, how you're doing in school, what's going on. I'm going to take responsibility for you because I see you going down the path that I was going down. And, and so now I've, I've got to give you direction. Our youth are seeking for direction, and we have to give them direction so that their decision-making will not be one that has so a harsh a consequence attached to it. If we don't watch out, half of our youth will be in jail, in prison, or or at the funeral home. Because of the decisions that they're making, they have very many consequences. And we know that every action has a reaction. Everything that you do has a reaction to it. And if we start telling our children, our youth, our other generation about the the decision-making process, I think we'll be just a little bit better. And then they can, they can determine, they can make an intelligent decision on which way to go in their life. Get one thing that you want to do and let's do it. The Bible said, whatever your hand find it to do, do it with all thy might. For there's no glory in the grave where all of us don't show up. So we've got to start dealing with them while they're still living. And, and every day it says, it's another youth gun violence, another youth gun violence. Well, it's time for the church to stand up and tell them, yeah, it's, it's time to put them guns down. It's time. What we have a responsibility. I know we can come into the church and we can sing and and we can dance and we can shout and go right back out and lose another one of our youth. But we've got to do something. We've got to take some responsibility. say so God has been too good to me to just let you go all the way astray. They should have never crossed my path. You in my you in my path now. Uh huh. I got to check on you. I check on my son, the grandsons, the grandchildren every day. Every day I check on, see what's going on, and like we we gonna make a better decision, but we don't want you to have to talk to us every day. Come on, Granddaddy, give me a break. Now I'm 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 gonna stick with you. I'm gonna stick with you because we're not gonna lose everybody. Somebody gotta be saved. I just wish I I wish I could have I wish I I just wish I just wish I would have had somebody that came and and put wisdom in my spirit when I was twenty and thirty. I didn't have to get all these wounds. It could have saved me from a few of them. I remember Bishop Noel Jones standing up in manpower saying they should have told me what came with all of this popularity. Now I lost my house, lost my car, lost my wife, lost my children. They could have told me. They could have told me how to act. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that I was out in the bright lights and all oh, this was going to come at me one of the most prolific preachers on this earth. They said they should have told me. And we have a responsibility to tell somebody how good the Lord is, what the Lord can do for you, what you're going to end up with if you keep going the way you're going. That's the importance of wisdom. But then there's the, the uh, instruction of wisdom. Uh, starting at verse 7, uh, the, the, the Bible says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. I think they just used to call me a knucklehead. Do they still use that term anymore? I remember they used to just call me a knucklehead. I couldn't, I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. But nobody sat sat down and said, you know, if you if you get linked up with the Lord, you'll be all right. Mm-hmm. If you get the Word of God in your system, you can be able to do better. Because when you know better, you can do better. But everybody says, Oh, well, you're you, you just a bad boy. You're just a knucklehead. So you start uh, taking on that personality. That's why you have to watch what you say to your children. Watch how you talk to them. Tell them they're great. Yeah. Tell them they can do great and mighty things. They're going to be yeah. wonderful. They're going to do great things in life. They're going to be real good. They're good children. You can do good in school. Make A's. Make B's. Do do some good stuff. Yeah. That's the instruction of wisdom from, from verses uh, 7 through 19 teaches us about the instruction. We have to uh, be a model Christian to this world. Not only are the youth watching us, but the grown ups are watching us too. And they want to know if we're still going to yet hold it on. You yet holding on? You yet holding on? And then when we start making decisions uh, uh, contrary, to being a model Christian, then people won't follow your ministry. People won't follow you anywhere. They'll they'll, they'll make the same decisions you're making. If you're not going to go to church, they're not going to come to church. If you can just take a day off, they'll take a day off. But they're not as strong in the Lord as we are. So we have to give them instruction on what the Lord will do. But most of all, uh, the latter part of this chapter 1 Uh, Verses 20 through 33 talks about the invitation of wisdom. We have to invite somebody to the Lord. Look at verse 20. Verse 20 says, verse 20, it's it's so wonderful. I'm going to read this verse 20, and I'm going to be out your way. I just want to let you know that wisdom is calling. Verse 20 says, wisdom crieth without. Mm -hmm. She uttered her voice in the streets. See, sometimes we, we, just, we just got to find those that are still in the street and start giving them wisdom about how they can come out of them streets. Right. Uh-huh. We have to have some standards that they go by. The Bible says, She cried in the chief place of concourse, in the opening of the gates, in the city she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. How long can you can you keep going the way you're going? How long do you think you, the Lord's going to uh, keep his hand on you? How long do you think you, it's going to be before you get caught? How long do you think it's going to be before they come looking for you? You know, they made millions and millions of dollars just talking about cops. What you going to do when they come for you? Uh-huh. And, and we, got, we got to tell them about wisdom. You know, They're coming for you and you can't trust the street. It says the wisdom is crying in the street. You have to tell them, the streets don't like you. Yeah. The streets ain't your friend. The guys and the, and the girls you're running from, running with, they're not with you. Right. The sheriff came on live TV and said, we ain't going to try to chase all of them. We're just going to get one. Yeah. And when we get them behind the ball, they're going to sing like a mockingbird. They're going to tell you where you at, where you live, what you did, what you had on, where you hid it, where you got it, with everything. We we we, they're gonna tell it all. You know that's that's where it is. There's no honor among thieves. That's what the Bible's telling us right here. Said wisdom is crying in the streets. Wisdom is saying, quit trusting the street. Quit quit trusting all the people that you're running with. And quit quit all that. He said. Therefore, he said, turn you at my at my recruit. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. We have to tell somebody that the Lord still has his power. The blood still has his power. God is still good. God will save you. And the people that you think are with you are not with you. Wisdom is crying in the street. How, how many times do we have to We have to see the next day that we caught another one? And it's the next day we got another one. And we're still looking for that last one. But we know where he is. We just ain't got time to go get him yet. We had lunch. But we're going to go get him because... All of them tell Everybody tells another story. So the invitation of wisdom says, come out of those streets. Come out of the life that you're living and come to the Lord. The Lord said, I want to reproof you. I want, I want you. I have my arms open, and I'm asking you to come. Come, all ye that labor and heavy laden. i got something good for you. Because the, the thing about it is our next generation are the leaders of this world. They are the ones that are going to lead the, the next stage of what we leave behind. So we have to leave some wisdom, but wisdom is calling. This is what happens. This is what happens. Uh, uh, the Lord comes to Joshua and says, Joshua, my servant Moses is dead. Let y'all know that we ain't going to live on this side of the Jordan River forever. We're gonna have to turn some of this over to somebody else. Somebody's younger. Somebody that got stronger arms, stronger legs, stronger back. You know, somebody got better eyes. You know, somebody to see better. You know what I'm saying? We we got to turn this thing over, and that's why wisdom is calling. And the Lord came to Joshua and said, Joshua, my servant Moses is dead. But so as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. I'm gonna turn you to be a leader. And then he started giving him some instructions. Started so giving him some instructions. Says uh, the book of the law. Yeah, yeah. You got to stay in the book of the law. You're gonna need wisdom, and the only way you're gonna get wisdom is to get word. I think that in Joshua uh, chapter one, verses seven and eight. The, the Lord talks to Joshua and says you you need to get wisdom, and and don't don't let this book of the law. Let me get let me get it, with Joshua. Let me let me just read that, uh, Joshua one. Uh, seven and eight, if I can find it. I'm going to read it to you because it's so important that we know. Here's what it said, and I know it's a good passage of scripture because back in October uh, of last year, Dr. Jackie preached out of this. Uh, back in uh, November in 2015, uh, Elder Janice Brown preached out of this. Back in uh, June of 2017, uh, uh, Brother Zion Dor preached out of this, and so many others have come before us. But the Bible says, only be thou strong and very uh, courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from, from it to the right hand or to the left, and that thou mayest prosper whatsoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of their mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou, then thou shalt have good success. But we don't talk about the book of the law too much with these young kids, with this next generation, with the ones that's just getting into the uh, gospel, getting into the church coming and trying to change your life. The way that we tell them is that you need the book of the law. What do we mean by the book of the law? We talk about Genesis. The the first five books, the Pentateuch, the first five books, the the book of Moses, the, the, the law of Moses, the first five books of the Bible teaches us so much. Genesis tells us all about creation and how much God loved us and made everything for us that we could have everything that we wanted. We, we didn't have to want for nothing. He still got the Garden of Eden laid out for us because he gives us Genesis and tells us that he did, made everything before he made man, and then he rested. So everything that we ever need, God got it for us. God, no matter what it is, you want houses, you want cars, you want jobs, you want money. God got it. He said, I got cattle on a thousand hills. Everything belongs to me. All we need to do is stay in the book of the law stay in the book of the law, stay in the book of the law, and whatever you ask in the name of Jesus Christ, I'll give it to you. Just keep knocking, seeking, and looking, and God's going to give it to you. And he says in Genesis, I've created everything for you. In Exodus, I put my blood all over the place, and the blood still has its power. And we've got to know that the blood is still powerful. we got to talk to somebody about the blood of Jesus Christ. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. It was the blood that saved me. It was the blood that set me free. It was the blood of Jesus. And then all the way in Exodus, not only did they come out, but they came out with all silver and all gold. They came out and no matter who chased them, they couldn't do nothing about it. Your enemies would fall because of the blood. There's nothing that God can't do. The Bible says that Pharaoh and his army drowned in the Red Sea, but the children of Israel walked out on dry land. They came out and the same dry land that they walked on, the same place, Enemies drowned in. So we've got to understand that the book of the law still works. Not only that, but in Leviticus, he tells us about the redemption and and, and how good the morality is and talks to us about offers. God give you enough to give to other people. God give you enough to give to the church. God give you enough to give to your family. God gives you enough to give to your friends. As long as you stay in the book of the law, that's why Leviticus came down to tell us how to live, how to be a good people. And then he goes into Numbers, where Numbers shows us our responsibilities. He said in the book of Amos, "Haven't I told you, O Lord, what the Lord require you, that you act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with the Lord. The book of Numbers shows us our responsibilities he tells us about our family issues, how to be good husbands, how to be good wives, how to be good parents, how to be good children, how to do right, how to get your family together, how to stick with families. You can choose your friends, but you got to know that God chose your family. I might not look like I'm a part of a family, but there's a whole lot of booms that look just like me. they got big eyes, they got big heads, they got big noses, but we all in the same family. And family is what we're talking about. Love your family. Love your family. Some of am going to do wrong. Some I'm going to be bad. Some of them going to act up. Some of them going to give a little drop, a drop, a drop. Some of them going to act a little fool, a fool, a fool. Some of them ain't going to be what you want them to be. But they still family. So you have to look at numbers and say, I love my family. I'm going to take care of my family. I'm going to serve my family. Because wisdom is calling. And wisdom says, I'm going and I'm going to get one of my family members saved. I'm going to stick with them. I know they got cheese. I know they got games. I know they're going to try to drink me. I know. I know they're gonna lie to me. I know they're gonna act up, but they're still my family, and I gotta go get them. I gotta pull one out. He told me to watch you converted. Go sit to your brother. Talk to me about family now. But most of all, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy says. He teaches us how to love the Lord thy God with all their heart, with all their mind, with all their spirit. He teaches us how to remember the Lord thy God. For it's the Lord that gives us the wisdom and the power to get wealth. It's the Lord that's going to get everything right with you. If you're looking for more money, seek the Lord. If you're looking for more houses, seek the Lord. If you're looking for more fame and fortune, seek the Lord. And when you seek the Lord thy God first, all these other things will be added to you. Oh, yeah. The book of the law. We have to give somebody a walk back down to, to the book of the law and say meditate on it day and night. And don't go to the left. Don't go to the right. Just stick with the Lord, and the Lord will sit with you. He said, be ye holy, for I am holy. Be faithful to the Lord, because the Lord is faithful to us. And and if you just really, really, really know that you can't get wisdom. The book of James, James, the brother of Jesus Christ, came back and said, Any man lack wisdom, let him call on the name of the Lord, who gives it to each and every one of you liberally, ungrated not, saying that I am the God of everything. And just so I gave it to them, I'll give it to you. Because wisdom is calling, and the wisdom is calling on you. Wisdom is calling on you. Wisdom is calling on you to tell somebody how good the Lord is so we can all get together and say, well, this the light of mine We really hope that you enjoyed today's message and that it was truly a blessing to your soul. We would like to thank you again for tuning in to our podcast. God bless you and have a wonderful day.